And welcome back to Fully Equipped. Jay Wall, RB, Serial Killer, Uncle Gene in 2024. Happy New Year, boys. How we doing? Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year, sir. Happy New Year. First pod of the new year. Oh, Gene sounds super happy. Well, <laughs> let's let's set this up for why why Uncle Gene's probably not super happy this morning. So we, we took two weeks off. Did you guys hear from anybody? I heard from a few people that were wondering what the heck was going on with the podcast. If you were wondering if the, the podcast had ended, <laughs> which I, also, I, I had, they, they, they I go to worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, they go to worst case scenario. It's like, it's the pot done. What's going on? It's been two weeks. Yeah, we took we took some time off. Uh, for those that are regular listeners, you know, we do a weekly pod and we needed a few weeks to recharge and get ready for 2024 and the, the avalanche of gear. RB posted a a wonderful are we are we even gonna call, we, do we call it a meme? I don't even know what it is. It was hilarious. It it's basically this dam. <laughs> it looks like it's it's gonna break, and you've got you know all the gear riders and the equipment on the other side of the dam. It was it was hilarious, and it it perfectly encompasses what this time of the year is really like. It is it's chaos. It's great for for golfers, for myself and RB and and Chris as he gets ready to to fit people and uh, Gene at least you know he's he's already tested all the stuff on the robot so his his hard work is done but yeah it is it is a really it's a really crazy part of the year for us so it's good to get a little bit of a break but let's get right into it boys there's a lot going on some stuff we know some stuff we don't why don't we kick it off. With something that I think that everybody's going to be talking about. So Jason Day. Jason Day shows up to the Century. The first event of the new year in Hawaii. And he is wearing Malbon. He's wearing Malbon apparel. And it is officially official. Jason Day is going to be a, I guess, the first Malbon PGA Tour staffer. This is an interesting one, guys, because if you if you look at it, it ties into a topic that I feel like we've we've beaten into the ground, which is Tiger Woods and Nike. And Jason Day was a Nike staffer. Now he's with Malbon. Do we have to go back and, and tell people? I feel like we talked recently about what Malbon is. I think we covered it. Yeah, I feel like we've covered it. Uh, they're they're more of like in like the bespoke apparel category you know we've seen bespoke equipment companies roll through mostly in like the iron and the wedge category and now we're seeing it in in apparel and they they do limited releases and that stuff sells out really fast anyway so so jason day malbon if you don't know it google it but it is interesting because it does lead you down the road of what the hell is going on is is jason day the, the outlier is he the beginning? Is is he the first domino here? I mean, what is what is everybody thinking? Because this ties again right back into Tiger Woods, and there's been a lot of talk about Nike Golf and our Tiger and Nike splitting up. And now, I think a lot of people are wondering: is this is this signs of something bigger? I think it's more of like a. Hopefully, the PGA Tour may be like relaxing a little bit of like some of the rules. I know they've gotten pretty lax with like the the mock necks and stuff like that but i think this is an entry point for these some of these quote-unquote smaller brands although i know malbon is not uh, short of cash let's put it that way um the ability to 
to lure players to try something a little different because, you know, just like we talk so much about individualization of like equipment and all these kind of different things. Accessories is where like so many people are looking at all kinds of like unique things. Look at Chris. Chris is a psycho when it comes to the swag gear. He loves his swag gear. I've seen it in person. He's got the head covers. He's got all the cool pouches. I mean, first of all, that stuff is obviously very cool, fits a very unique market and they make quality stuff, right? So it's just the application of that to like a different thing. In this case, it's clothing. Um, he talks so much about, which I thought was funny, was like he liked the relaxed fit. And I'm like, okay, it's definitely well, relaxed. <laughs> is like is the is the '90s kit that like was really cool, like with skaters like three or four years ago making its way to golf, which means now like it's uncool, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Somebody somebody uh, messaged me on the side, and I I'm gonna need to go back and give him full credit. But somebody said it's the return of Tommy Dockers, <laughs> Tom Lehman, <laughs> back in back in the '90s, the return of Tommy Dockers. <laughs> And I got a kick out of that one. They actually posted a pleated pants are coming back. When he won the, yeah, when he won the Open Championship, and mm. I mean that shirt was just—it uh, looked like it was about to eat Tom Lehman. It was so big. But you, yeah, you, it, you go, but you go back, you go back, and you see these. You know, on my social feeds, I get all these. You know, uh, highlights of Tiger in his twenties. You know, playing like Ernie. These guys look like they're wearing pajamas. I mean, it's just like their clothes are flowing, and it's like it's like uh, who thought that was a good look to wear something that was three times too big, you know, that's draping over your body. So yeah, I'm I'm surprised that's coming back. The tiger, the tiger sleeves to the elbow. The oh, tiger yeah. sleeves uh, to the elbow is a beauty look. Yeah. Like you know, if you if you're watching a highlight and like the sleeves on Tiger Woods shirt are just about touching his elbow, if not past, you're like. He's going to smoke the crap out of this thing. I don't know where it's going. I don't know exactly what shot it is. Let me tell you, he's going to hit the sweet. Like, this was, like, young. Like, again, I don't know if he had the pleated pants. But he was, like, a really little skinny guy. And I mean, he's still a fit dude. But, like, those pants just went, like, whoosh, right off that waist to his. Like, and 19 belt loops. Yeah. You knew you knew when he turned, like, all, all the fabric in those pants were just going to go recoiling back, just like his backswing. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful. More belt loops on his pants than anybody. It was impressive. Oh, we used gosh. to uh, we used to laugh in the '90s when we'd have these European clients that would come over and they'd have form fitting clothes, and we'd be like, "Oh, that's Euro wear." Little did we know we'd all be wearing that in 20 years, and they actually had it figured out that oh, if you actually stay in shape, form fitting is kind of nice as opposed to wearing a tent which a lot of these guys were. So, yeah, hey, fashion always comes around. So who We used knows? to call it the, the buffet cut. Oh, there you go. <laughs> buffet cut. The buffet that's, cut. That's, that's sure that's Makes anybody cut. look you know, good. Nice, nice and big. Oh, my god! Uh, if I can add one thing about the, uh, the Nike question, uh, a couple of friends of mine that are on Nike staff and uh, contracted as influencers and ambassadors and things like that, uh, we are sitting currently at zero uh, for renewals for 2024 for any of them from Nike. Uh, also, a couple friends of mine that work for Nike uh, have left the company and are now working for a couple of different uh, OEMs. So if that's any indication as to Nike's position in golf, that might be writing on the wall as to a slow or fast exit. Yeah. They, there was an article, I think, I want to say Wall Street Journal or um, 
or New York Times that they have cut a lot of costs. They're looking to cut like four hundred million dollars worth of costs or something this year. I thought it was some, I thought it was two billion over there. There you go. Probably well, yeah, was, that's probably more in line yeah. with Nike's scale. Yeah, I th- I think the you're right, RB. The it, I think it was two billion over the next three years. So it's it's a substantial number. But we're gonna get some. I mean, other than Jason Day, you look at who else is a Nike staffer that would be in the field this week. Tommy Fleetwood is is in, is at the Century, and then Scotty Scheffler. So we're gonna we're gonna get a an early indication of whether this is just Jason Day finding a better deal. And, and going elsewhere, or if this is the the beginning of something much larger, like a mass exodus. But I think for now, it's just Jason Day. We don't know about about Scheffler or uh, or Fleetwood. Maybe maybe Dash. Like you know, he's got kids now. Like I think Dash is probably like what ten, twelve. You know, he's probably seeing like the cool streetwear stuff. He's like, Dad, you gotta get out of this stuff, man. Like get into this thing. You know, like hey, kids have a lot of pull with their out, like their their parents, right? So you never know. Yeah. So that's, I would say that's one of the top stories coming out of this century. There are a few more storylines that I do want to touch on. The other biggie is going to be Callaway. So we've, we teased it, posted pictures, Callaway paradigm, AI smoke. That is the new line from Callaway for 2024. It's currently consisting of drivers that we saw in the conforming list, but, but as we know, it's much more than that as it's launching today. So it's a full complement of products, drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. Um, this is, this is going to be a, a big year for Callaway. I feel like, and I don't want to, so typically the way that we've done it in the past is we, we talk about the product. We discuss the, the robot insights a little bit. I think this year boys, and I'm just like throwing this at you right now on the fly. I think we're going to do a, a robot only episode where we just dive into the insights and and I think that would be a fun one. So I don't want to give too much away. Uh, the one thing that I do want to say is that a driver that I think is going to show up on the on the PJ Tour a lot, the Triple Diamond Head, that that thing is really special. And I think there are going to be a lot of listeners out there that are going to be rolling their eyes as they hear me say this, but like that that driver from 23 to 24 Last year it was it was okay. This year it's it's really good. So I'll be interested to see how that one does out on the PGA Tour. Paradigm killed it last year out on tour. Uh, more wins than any other than any other manufacturer. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to top. Although it's gonna be interesting without without John Rahm. I think that one, you know, he was sort of their he was sort of their their torchbearer on the PGA Tour, and John's not going to be out there now that he's gone to live. So, but just think of how many second places Xander's going to have. Oh wow! Wow! We're we're recording this podcast early in the morning. RB's RB's already coming with the jokes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so the the big story around this driver, which I think is really cool is if you know Callaway, you know that they really helped start this trend of bringing AI, artificial intelligence, into the golf space. And it started with Epic Flash. It's continued on in in their subsequent models. And I would say this year's is the most impressive. You would hope that would be the case. 
But the fact that they're now able to dive into to all the swing data, I think they said it was something around 50,000 different swings that they were looking at. And they were they're able to now take these drivers and match it up to not only like where are you hitting it on the driver face, but what is your attack angle? What is your path? And this is where you really start to get into the like, okay, they're they're taking this to a different level. Now they're able to match it up to if you're somebody that typically golfers on the higher end of the handicap spectrum are are not impacting the golf ball with a positive attack angle with the driver. Typically it's a negative or more neutral attack. So you'll see that more with the the max heads where it's designed for golfers that have that negative attack angle. That's going to help. It's going to help mitigate a lot of those issues that you're going to have on those misses, you know, more spin, it's going to tighten up the spin deltas should make it more consistent, tighten up the, you know, the dispersion, but it's doing it all over the face. And it's with these micro deflections and we have a huge write up on golf.com. I don't want to get too, too deep into the, the tech stuff here, but there's just so much going on with these drivers. And I, I hate that we always start with the driver because it is such, it's the sexiest club in the bag. Let's be honest. Everybody wants to, to find a driver that they can hit 300 yards, but this, this driver lineup. So it's going to, there's a triple diamond head. There's a max head which is just going to be your your general max forgiveness high MOI driver that's going to have a, a adjustable uh, weight track in the back. You've got a max D, which is the draw bias head, and then the max fast, which is going to be replacing Paradigm Star, which was the lightweight version that did so well. But I like the fact that they're actually releasing max fast at the same time as the, the other Paradigm AI smoke heads because sometimes I feel like it tends to get lost when it's being released in a, in a staggered release. So anyway, that's what you got with, with Paradigm AI smoke. I would implore you to go test it, go see Chris at TrueSpec. It's, it is, I mean, Chris, you, you've tested it. I think maybe you have one in the bag right now. Uh, I am currently playing the, uh, the AI smoke triple diamond and it's been, uh, it's been pretty impressive. And like you had kind of mentioned, uh, transition from Paradigm to AI Smoke, it's it's noticeable. I mean, it is definitely noticeable. Uh, TruSpec uh, was kind enough to send us out to Carlsbad and do a, uh, a content shoot with all of our OEM partners. And in that process, having an opportunity to test everything and go through everything, there's a lot of great stuff coming. Uh, but for me personally, as I was doing some testing, I, I saw something special in that AI smoke and I hit it really well. I've got uh, I've got more testing to do. But as of right now, that's been uh, kind of sitting in the bag comfortably, we'll say, for the uh, for the time being. I know, Gene, Gene it's kind of like and I think, Chris, to your point, you're someone who, who tends to launch it a little bit, little bit lower and doesn't create enough spin. Um, Gene, without, without getting too much into like the robot details, like. The one thing that makes it interesting is these drivers tend to launch higher but spin less, which is something that most golfers are actually looking for. I'm going to reserve comment till I get my own special pod so I can just <laughs> run amok and run over all you guys and mute you out and just talk for an hour. But yeah, there's some cool stuff coming up with this driver. Really, really cool stuff. And um, 
I, uh, I must say, I actually put it into play this week and, um, it, it was really, really interesting. It's, uh, they've, they've got a few tricks up their sleeve that really differentiate themselves from the field. I'm just, man, I, I, and I know this, this sounds like a used car salesman pitch, but this, this time it's actually legitimate. I'm really, really excited to talk about this year's products because if you haven't purchased a driver in the last couple of years and have been holding out, um, you're going to have a wealth of choices this year. It is, it's a target rich environment in which you, um, you will find something if it's low spin rockets, if it's forgiveness, if it's high launch, low spin, if it's draw base, uh, everybody is on top of their game this year. And, you know, I know, and Chris can attest to this robot testing only goes so far. Uh, you know, I've talked to people and they're like, yeah, I never put XYZ driver into play. I just can't stand the looks of it. And, you know, and there's just, that's like a stop point you can't get past. But this year it's, there's, you know, if you want forgiveness, there's four or five models that are going to give you unbelievable forgiveness. If you want low spin, there's four or five models. If you want high launch, I mean, it is just, it's an amazing year for drivers. So I'm really excited to get into it. But until then, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Gene, when you go out and play and you've got like a new club in the bag, like, you know, you're not supposed to show anybody. Did anybody you're playing with even like care? No. Because I'll tell you, the knows. people that I know know what I do for a living and they're kind of like, what's that? And then they'll ask and they just don't care. They're just curious. But like, yeah. I feel like if you got certain people, you like just get snoopers all the time. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting and it's kind of funny because I was thinking the same thing and I was like, whoa, I wonder if, you know, this is going to draw attention or something like that. And I mean, Hey, thank you listeners. Cause you know, you put food on all of our tables, but you sickos are few and far between out on the golf course. I mean, most, most people out there, you know, they don't even know what ball they're playing or if they're playing steel versus graphite, you know, they're, they're just out to have fun. But the tip of the spear, the people that listen to this podcast, read and watch the videos, digest the information, they're the ones, to be honest, that make the industry go because they're buying this now $600 drivers and they are, um, you know, they're consuming all of this content and trying to find out. But what is so cool about that is, man, we're going to provide you with a lot of information in 2024 and hopefully give you some really, really good insights to, um, you know, really kind of enhance your purchasing knowledge so that, you know, I've often said we don't sell golf equipment you know, in the retail space, we sell the elimination of buyer's remorse. So when you walk out, you don't feel like, oh man, did I just get taken for 600 bucks? Did I just, did I just spend that money unnecessarily? And if you listen to this podcast, if you consume the, the content on golf.com, if you go see someone like Chris at TrueSpec, you're going to really eliminate buyer's remorse or at least minimize it. And you're going to walk out. But this year, You've you've got some good choices, and I can't wait to share those insights. 
It kind of, it kind of reminds me of like I don't I feel like my head always works in like kind of like how a meme would like like equate itself. Like I put the 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 damn one and there was another one of the guy who's like holding his breath and it's like all the people like trying not to break embargoes. But it's the you're you're on the golf course, Gene, and you're like um oh crap. I don't know the actor's name, but Newman. When like the first scene in Jurassic Park, where he's like, Hey everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, look, it's over here. See, no one cares. <laughs> you're just on the golf like and that's the thing. Like you don't if you long you don't have like the head cover on it or whatever. Right, you can just walk around and everyone's like, "Oh, there's another golf club." Right, it's just kind of one of those funny things. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, it is an interesting time, and and from a from a fitting perspective, I I do believe that there's uh, there's a lot out there. I mean, I've teased stuff on my social channels already. Drivers under head covers with launch monitor numbers that I'm very impressed with. So um, I think there is something out there for a lot of people, and you know, like a lot of us, we get the chance to test a lot of products. So uh, there is a big big benefit to that. You know, it's it's funny you said that, RB. The only time that the exception to that rule was when TaylorMade came out with their white driver. Boy, they were like psychotic about the fact that you could not display that anywhere until their official release because that was so game-changing. And, you know, the funny thing about it is they actually had a, it's kind of funny, a white paper showing how white, like, created more stability in your mind when you looked at the head and all these psychological reasons it's white. How many white drivers do you see out there? <laughs> Tons. But it was, yeah, but it was, it was a, it was a big, that was a big release where I remember uh, testing that and having to like put it in a box and I couldn't expose it. And I mean, they were, yeah, they were freaked about that getting out there before the release date. Yeah. Now, one thing before we, we move on, I want to say, um, you know, we did all have a lot of time off, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, someplace I went, uh, was Pinehurst. And if you're an inside golf member right now, um, they are, we are have, if you go to the website, you can check it out. There is a, a huge opportunity to check out Pinehurst a couple weeks before the U.S. Open. You get to stay, stay at the uh, Carolina Hotel. You get to play the, uh, I believe it is number eight. And then you also uh, you get to uh, preview play of number 10, which is the new Tom Doak course as well at Pinehurst. Uh, all of this includes uh, dinner at the Dornick Cottage. There's a whole bunch of stuff through Inside Golf. You can go over to golf.com. You can find it there. Um, it is something that I think if you are someone who is a big fan of the U.S. Open, uh, there is you get to walk the golf course. You get to walk number two with experts, with people from the golf.com team, uh, include, you know, uh, a number of our editors, let's put it that way. I don't want to give any names away right now, but you get to walk with our editors, walk the golf course, talk about the golf course. And you are, there's really not a lot of opportunities where you're going to get the, like the chance to go inside of the ropes and walk a golf course a couple of weeks before a major championship. Uh, really, uh, I mean, you could try doing it at Augusta. You're probably not going to be able to pull it off. Good luck with that. Uh, unless you wear a green jacket or have uh, very high friends in very high places, but nonetheless, um, it is a great opportunity. It is, there is uh, I believe it's a thousand dollars off right now. Again, you can head over to golf.com, check out inside golf, become an inside golf member, you get a lifetime, uh, subscription to golf.com or golf magazine and then you get this opportunity to uh check out pinehurst as well so head over there there's going to be all kinds of different uh fitting experiences and uh you know just if you're a golf sicko and you want to see the like inside of pinehurst number two and just play some golf down there with a bunch of other golf sickos check it out uh, and remember head over to golf.com you'll find it there yeah it's it's a really cool opportunity because if you think about it like rb said you're never going to get the chance to play uh a major championship golf course two weeks before the major. 
So it, it's it's a good opportunity to go and to get a chance to spend some time with some of the golf.com editors. There's going to be some swag, of course. You're going to get some stuff from golf.com, from Golf Magazine, from Pinehurst. So make sure you check it out and sign up. And Golf Pride's there as well. I know we've talked to them. There's a, there's a couple of things like their their um their actual like studio and their research center, their world headquarters basically, um, sits inside of the gates of Pinehurst Number Eight, which is very unique within the golf space. Um, I was there a couple weeks ago again. Not something that I can't talk about as well. Another embargo where I'm just going to sit there and say I can't say anything. <laughs> um, but there there is some really cool stuff to to check out uh, while you're there. And again, if you're if you love golf, it's a it's a great opportunity to, yeah. to do something that's pretty unique. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because there it's more than just the golf. You're going to get a chance to do some other cool stuff as well that you normally wouldn't get the opportunity if you called up golf pride and asked them if you could pop by, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't let you in HQ in their, in their global innovation center. Just like, yeah, sure. Show up. You yeah. can, you can get your clubs regripped there, but you're not getting in the back door. Yeah. You're I'll not getting you in the back door. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I know we're not doing the robot testing insights on this pod, but we did post some insights recently and it's been two weeks. We haven't talked about it. Kirkland question mark. Are we ever going to, are we going to discuss the insights or what's, what's the deal here? Are we going to hold off on these two? I, I like the I, way you, you <laughs> call them a hamburger. It is a hamburger. It's, it's most, it's most definitely a hamburger. It is, it fits, it fits a lot of people. Most people aren't going to complain about it, about a hamburger. Uh, you know, come on, and I guess unless you're vegan and you don't like a regular a regular hamburger, but it, I feel like Kirkland's irons, the, you know, the, and this is the, the this is the great thing because I saw so many, and I typically I don't like to to toot our own horn on this pod, but you know we're the only ones out there that are doing robotic insights in real time when this product is is being dropped, and everybody else is is posting videos, you know, and it's all player testing videos and and they're great. I think there's there's still a place for player testing and you know, if if you look at what we're doing, we're trying to to cut through a lot of the noise and show what these clubs can do. And that's what we were able to do and we were able to find out with the new irons, it's basically middle of the road for for launch and spin. It's it's not going to fit somebody who's who so who likes to launch it low, it's not going to fit somebody who likes to launch it high. It's right there in the middle. It is a cheeseburger. That's what it is. Um, the interesting thing for me, because I think everybody at that price point, they want they want an iron that is noticeably better than everything else out there. I think everybody's just willing it. They want something that's gonna go head to head with all the stuff that's that's around a thousand bucks. And I think we saw that while the launch and the spin were middle of the road, the the ball speed is. I'm not going to say that it's it's not great because it does something that a lot of the a lot of the irons that we saw couldn't do, which is the heel and the the heel and the toe uh, carry distance. Meaning we not only test out of the center, but we all, we're also testing on how does it perform on on the common misses out of the heel and the toe. It actually was pretty good. It, it had one of the tightest deltas. If you look at, like most of the irons that we tested had uh, a really strong number, strong meaning good on heel or toe. But then the other, the other number was pretty wide. It, it, would, it would create a wide delta. So if you were somebody who liked to hit on the toe, some of these irons were good for toe misses. If you miss it out of the heel, some of them were better for heel misses. The Kirkland, again, kind of being going back to the cheeseburger, 
it's it's right there in the middle. It, it has a tight delta. You're not going to see a a really good carry distance delta out of the heel or the toe. They're both they're both pretty average. But I mean, for for what is it? Four hundred bucks? Four ninety nine? Four ninety nine. It it does the job. And I think going back to what we were just talking about, which is, I think for the most point, a lot of golfers just don't really care about like maybe the golf ball that they're playing from, from round to round, you know, the gear sickos do, but the average golfer that sees that price point and sees that they're forged and they have tungsten, if they're able to get an iron that still is right there in the middle of the pack with, with all the big boys for, for 499, I think they're probably going to buy it, but just don't think that you're getting something that's going to have incredible ball speed and, you know, game changing improvements off the heel and the toe and, and it's just, it's not that it's just a middle of the road. It fits the price point, which is, I think exactly what we're trying to do is we're trying to show you like, who is this iron good for? And does it live up to its billing for four ninety nine? Hell yeah. Assuming you can find a set for four ninety nine. I mean, they were close to a thousand bucks out on, out on the secondary market. So, um, there was a set that, uh, ended up back at a Costco in, uh, San Diego, <laughs> because <laughs> uh, we did get two sets and one set we did end up not opening. And then uh, I decided to return them because I didn't need to have two sets. And we were only, we actually, the reason is Gene is so darn efficient with his robot testing. We were supposed <laughs> to have a robot testing set and a player testing set. And then he already brought them when we were there a couple weeks ago. He's like, here's your set. We finished it. And I was like, really already? Okay, cool. So then, you know, I was like, well, now I have this other set here. So I ended up returning it. So you should actually, it was really funny is, I brought it like my my wife, who's just a saint. She, I'm like, we have to go to Costco tonight. It's like a Friday night in San Diego. In San Diego. She flew down before we go for dinner. Of course. How do you want to spend your Friday night on vacation? Oh, and, we and, just have and, to go to and, Costco and, quick, honey. Well, let's 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 back up. This is her first time in California, and no, RB, the romantic, is taking her to Costco. We to went for dinner goods. right after. We were only there for a very short period of time. We didn't really do any like shopping at Costco, but nonetheless. <laughs> Um, you should have seen, hey, you know how excited the Costco employees were? Canada versus U.S. <laughs> you, you have no idea how excited one of the guys behind the, the, like the returns counter, which is great. There was no lineup. I'll very credit the, whatever, I don't know what, what, um, Costco it was, but, uh, they were, there was like no lineup at the return station. I'm like, this is great. It's Friday. This is perfect. So you walk up and I, I'm like, do you have your receipt? Get the number out, blah, blah, blah. Do the whole thing again. And, uh, he's like, Whoa, what are these? And I said, you guys, you don't know you sell like golf clubs. He's like. No, how much? How much are these things? And I said they're like five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks for a set of irons. I'm like, you work here, you didn't like know about these things. And it's like kind of funny because like you know us golf nerds are all like really excited about it. And this guy didn't even know they existed. He's like, well, I might just buy them now. <laughs> like he was he was legitimately excited. Had no idea they were like reselling on like the market and all that stuff, um, which I thought was was very funny. Um, but it it goes to the the point of the idea of like I think to your point like your talking point of of like money and where it matches up. My immediate thought was like watches, right? Like you can buy watches that look like, you know, a Rolex GMT. I have one that looks like a Rolex GMT. The reason is I wanted to try using a GMT watch. It is an automatic, um, you know, whatever movement GMT watch. It was 125 bucks. Okay. And I've had people ask like, oh, it looks really nice. I'm like, look, if you start messing around with the bezel and you pull the thing out and you start trying to dial in the, the GMT hand versus the other hands, it's a little like, it's a little, you know, crusty. You got you to get used to it. But I mean, for the price point, it's great. It's 125 bucks. The GMT is like $20,000. So, you know, 
the here's a there's a big step up as far as does it work great? Yes, it works fine. So watch it, it tells me what time it is. And if I'm really messed up, I can check my phone. But when it comes to irons, right? Like you can you can find something like the P790s, which are using artificial intelligence, are using and designing each individual club head. And to be fair, has some better looking shorter irons anyways than the Kirklands. But for 500 bucks, you're still getting a really good deal. And I think that is what we have to like come to the conclusion of, just like when I tried the driver is like, yeah, it's, it's good, but like, you know, you're, you're getting limited options at this price point and that's what it is, right? So if you're looking for absolute and utter performance, you're not going to get it here. If you're looking for great value, you're definitely going to find it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, you know what I'm surprised about with the irons and, you know, looking at the data is that their launch and spin characteristics are more in tune with a player's blade in other words, it's kind of a high launch, high spin, but their drop off in distance is more in tune with a game improvement club, meaning that it's kind of similar on toe and heel shots. So it's uh, your, your point, Jay Wall, I think is well taken that it's the hamburger because it uh, it does both. It's 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 kind of like straddling in two worlds. If you're looking for overall distance and distance is your key this isn't your club because um there's clubs out there especially in 2024 that are 10 to 15 yards further but if you're looking for something that gets the ball in the air and spins a little bit um then it's worth it's worth taking a look at yeah it is worth it is certainly worth taking a look at but I, again you just need to be aware that it's not it's not a it's not a world beater. It's just it's right there in the middle. It's gonna fit a lot of golfers. And I think for four ninety nine it's a good buy. Assuming you can find it for four ninety nine. Um anyway, a few more things that I did want to point out that are going on this week at the century. Vokey has their new SM tens. They're already in the bags of a bunch of pros. You know, the the great thing with wedges is that <laughs> The cosmetics have changed, but you can usually tell with a driver pretty quickly. Like, oh, this is different. This is new. But with a wedge, you can't tell. It's it's a new Vokey. Guys are going to use it. And I'm pretty sure that everybody that's out there playing SM9 is going to be wondering about it. RB and I had a chance to go. Or Chris, too. Chris, you have, you've tested SM10, right? Yeah, so we've, we've all had a chance to test SM10. Gene's going to be testing it on the robot soon. So, it, yeah, it's a wedge. It does a lot of good things. I think this one is is actually really special. I I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but this SM10 finally bumped my SM7s from the bag. I don't know if that's worth anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but but there you go. Um, I think it's funny because like I had. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I was going to say uh, testing opportunity I had out at uh, TPI with Lucas and Titleist. The uh, the SM10 was was pretty impressive. I mean, the engineering that they put into redistribution of weight, just the, the different grinds, the different sole options that are now available. And I am also really focusing on CG placement and being able to hit a variety of shots from a gap wedge down to highest lofted lob wedge is, I mean, they definitely pay attention to detail and have the player in mind when they give you all of these different tools and all the different versatilities to be able to pull off 
a variety of shot types from a variety of different turfs. I mean, nobody does it like Vokey when it comes to offering grinds, bounces, and loft options. I mean, you literally can come up with a combination of wedges for pretty much anybody out there that's looking for a full matching wedge setup. Yeah. It's going to be good. They're going to be coming out soon. Something else that we're going to be hearing about very soon, that would be TaylorMade's QI-10. We've already seen it out on tour. It was it was out at the Hero. It's it's nothing new, but I do find it fascinating that Colin Morikawa was spotted on the range testing QI-10. And I think based on what he's used in the past, I mean, he was using up until the Hero, he was using TaylorMade Sim, the original Sim, but he's using the Max version, which... I read, read the tea leaves there. He's a guy who likes lower spin. You know, the, the adding the word max to a driver wouldn't wouldn't lead you to believe that that it's a lower spin head. But I don't know, guys. This uh, this is interesting times for TaylorMade. They've they've already got a whole bunch of their staffers in the new QI10, and now you've got one of the best ball strikers out there testing their max model. I, I think. Do do we do we know what loft he's got? <laughs> I think I saw. Um, I think I saw nine or nine yeah. and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But they, yeah, it's like you know you, don't, you can't obviously divulge details at the moment, um, but it is interesting to see that change. And I put it out there on social. I was like, you know, he has the oldest driver uh, on the PGA Tour. Now there is a star next to that um, because someone was like, "What about Justin Rose?" Well, Justin Rose has switched drivers seventeen times last year, so I don't know which one he's playing. And also, like, Cantley had an original uh, TS2 or 3 or something. Anyways. Um, but as far as contracted players to an OEM, because Cantley is, is unrestricted and so is Justin Rose, he is the oldest, like, he's playing the oldest product out on tour. The only other player that was before him would have been Kisner when he was with Callaway, and he kept that, oh, like, 2016 Big Bertha with the sliding weight track. Kept that thing forever. Like, they just couldn't find him into another driver. He just loved it because he likes to play a draw, and everything else is just kind of fade bias or, you know, designed to be, like, the hit up and hit across kind of thing. The power fade guys. And Kevin Kisner's not a power fade guy. Um, but for some reason, he's TGL. But anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so the thing is, like, to see him go to that right away is very interesting. Also with a five wood, he still got that original sim three wood in the bag. I think, um, I, I'm sorry. I didn't credit. I saw pictures. They a million people posted the pictures. I don't know where they originated from, but there was a little bit of an inside, like what his clubs were. And to see that was, was very interesting to considering all the options that he has. And the fact that he is a little bit picky, um, from inside sources, I may have heard that at one point. Um, you know, it is to see like him go to that pretty quickly and have it be such a departure potentially from what he was using in the past is uh, is very different or is very unique. So um, I'm interested to see how he plays this week because as someone pointed out when they replied to my thread, he, he put the Stealth 2 Plus in play last year and, and nearly won. And it wasn't his driver that lost in the tournament. It was uh, his wedges last year. There you go. So oh, I got one more thing. Okay, Sorry. Go for it. No, I know, no, I know cuz we talked about we talked about wedges and I'm just going to like I'm going to put this out there. I know I waited like what 40 minutes into the podcast. I should have started with this. I'm sorry. Okay? And the reason I say uh-oh, that Uh-oh. No, no, no. <laughs> Look. I have no resolutions for this year. I like I just said to myself I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard and the reason for that is um you know, as the new year was coming across, we were you know, we're all writing a bunch of different things and I made a mistake. I misread information that I had 
saying that the groove rule was going into effect. So all the post 2010 stuff is going to be non-conforming for recreational golfers. It did do very well on the website for a period of time, which means a number of people read it. Um, then I got a lot of messages and I was like, okay, are you sure? Like I got to look into this. I really got to double check this. And then, you know, a couple hours later, I got an email from the USJ and they said, well, you're wrong. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. Like I, and I look, I will admit when I am wrong, I'm not going to be someone who just sits here and like gaslights people and saying, no, you were wrong, blah, 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 whatever. So I was wrong. Okay. The, the USGA said that 24, 2024 was going to be a potential decision time. And from an email I got from them, they said, based on their studies, a lot of golfers are still using pre 2010 golf clubs, irons and wedges. If you are using the irons, you probably really need to upgrade, uh, especially if it's something game improvement, um, especially, and, and just wedges in general. <laughs> um, but Nonetheless, I was wrong. So if you are using those golf clubs, you can still use them for your handicap purposes and all of those things, unless you are playing on the PGA Tour, a high-level tour, or you are looking to play in a USGA championship. So again, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I will admit to that, and I'm, I'm ready to hold myself to a better standard. I misread the information. I, was, I thought I read it correctly. I checked multiple times. Apparently, you know, we all make mistakes, and it I, happens, I will man. admit to that. It happens. It, 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 most definitely it's, we're not, we're not perfect. The USGA, I will say not to, not to come to Arby's defense or anything. Cause he doesn't need that. But when they, when they put a lot of these rules in place, especially ones that aren't a blanket rule for everybody, it, it sort of clouds things. Like you don't really quite know when, like, is it going to happen? Or are they still going to be talking about it in 24? There's there's not a lot of clarity there, so it's almost like golf's bifurcated already. <laughs> the word, <laughs> yeah, I know we we could we could spend an entire oh we actually have wow we've spent an entire podcast talking about that exact same topic. We will not do it on this one. Uh, one other thing I did want to point out that I thought was interesting: uh, Foresight has a new unit that they're that I, I'm guessing they're debuting this week. I don't have a lot of details on this one, but but they have. For those that don't know, we use Foresight's GC Quad, and this is. Have you guys seen this? The, the Quad Max. I did see this, and I, I, I as far as I'm aware, like it looks the same, but the big difference is the the pixelated screen that's from 1998 that's on the front of the unit uh, looks to be upgraded. I'm not picking on them. I mean, I understand like how the thing is works and like, you know, there's a lot, it doesn't really matter how the information is displayed. I like but my from, pixelated 19, you know, 1990 I, screen. I still travel with a Game Boy Color. You saw me in November. I, you know, I sit in the airport with a Game Boy Color playing Tetris. I love it too. But at some point we need to upgrade to some different screens. And I think it's probably a screen thing. Uh, which would be interesting, but I mean, any upgrade, any upgrade to any launch monitor that provides more data is really cool to me, and I'm really curious to see what's going on with this thing. So I, I'm not going to steal anybody's thunder, but keep an eye out for it. They got a couple of really cool things, and one of them is going to apply directly to RB and his physical fitness. That's all I'm going to say. It has a scale now. <laughs> that's impressive i'm so i'm very excited to see how this works now 
some 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 really cool stuff from Foresight coming out. I have an idea of what you're talking about, um, but uh, yeah, we again, won't I, we won't go any further. But all yeah, right, I'm guessing I'm yeah, gonna guess, keep, and I'm gonna hold that thought in my head. All right, keep keep an eye out. It's 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 very very. Cool. Oh, we can neither confirm or deny that it has a scale on it. <laughs> it does not have. Hold a scale. myself accountable to those New Year's resolutions. I guess. Uh, now see now I as a as a golf sicko, I'm like is my is my is my GC quad is it going to be obsolete? I can't imagine it is. It's I, no, it won't. It yeah. won't be. It won't be obsolete. But this is going to be a really interesting uh, uh, temptation to upgrade. Let's let's put it that way. And uh, it's it's got some. We'll we'll be talking about it on later pods. But it's uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, I think the the only time like a, a launch monitor has ever become like out of date would have been like, and it's not even they're out of date. It's just like the price has changed and fluctuated. It was like. I can remember there was the like the Foresight XI and XI Tour and those ones they were like five six seven grand and then they then the Mevo Plus comes out and those were like three grand I'm thinking mostly in like Canadian prices here so pardon me like two grand versus like five grand and all of a sudden it was like well this one's the same unit it's basically kind of the same unit it did offer some other cool stuff like they had like the mind band for like concentration and and some different like elements you could use it and it did have a bigger stronger radar unit like that's just by design it is a bigger unit. Um, but that's the cool thing is like when you have these like some of these launch monitors like you're just you're just receiving data and I had a coach tell me one time they're like you know the the thing only gives you the information whether you're a coach or a fitter or a player how you apply that information is what's actually important right like yeah if you swing across from it or and spin it whatever like yeah that's fine like that's great but like how do you change it right like that the the the, the tool is still a tool Right. I can go use a set of calipers and find out the shaft diameter of a golf club. But like, if I don't know what golf clubs it fits into, I'm still just looking at a shaft diameter. So it is either way, one way or the other, anytime we get advanced tools to help us better understand what the heck is going on in the golf swing or whether it be, you know, training or whatever it is, I think it's always a good thing. And, um, you know, depending on price point could have a lot of golfers jumping on it as well. Yeah. So again, more gear to, to keep an eye on, uh, man, it's a lot right now. It is, but thankfully we've, we've made it through the first week. Callaway is, has been released their new stuff. I, I guess retail is going to be the, the end of January. So you're not going to have to wait too long to get your hands on, on the newest gear from Callaway with their new paradigm AI spoke line. And then here we go. <laughs> Strap in because everything else just comes at a breakneck pace over the next few weeks leading up to the PGA show. Then a January, and then, man, then I guess we'll get that point. We'll get into the robot insights. So we and we can tease. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say we can tease as well because we have a lot of podcast interviews with a lot of people behind a lot of these golf clubs. A lot, and and one, yeah, one that I'm I am particularly excited about. Selfishly, I'm I'm excited about it. Do I mention who it is? I think I've maybe I don't know if I even said I think it. You posted, didn't you? Maybe I did. I think I posted a picture. So I don't know, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm going to go on record and say that that this is going to be the most extensive interview with Scotty Cameron that you will that you will ever find. Um I during our, our trip out west, I went over to see Scotty at at the at his studio and we sat down, I clicked record. And almost two hours later, we finished up a podcast. Um, 
you know, and it's cool because Scotty is Scotty is Scotty, and I think everybody loves his stuff, and he is California cool. But I love the fact that he just sort of let it rip and was very honest. And we got into some topics that I think a lot of people are curious about. Uh, we talked about the new stuff, but yeah, be on the lookout for that one. We do have some other interviews, as Arby mentioned. We've we talked to all the major players and and had them kind of walk us through their new gear. And those are always fun because we try and keep them away from just being a full tech download and, and get into some interesting topics as well. So be on the lookout for those interviews over the next, I'd say, next month or two. I don't know, boys. I think that's it. There's a lot of silence going on. I think it's we're, we're tired. I got to take my kids to the ski slopes. <laughs> and RB's going to go chase his kids around. Chris, I, we didn't even mention this. Chris is a Disney. Uh, so I, we're, we're kind of all over the place this week. But happy to fire the pod back up in 2024, even if it was an early morning edition of the, the Floyco podcast. Uh, it was it was good to see everybody and, and get this kicked off. Excited for 24, man. Listen, I, I'm always excited hopeful for, for a lot of good things. But I will say that some of the things that we have coming this year, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a special year. I'll just go on record and say that. Yeah, I would agree 100% between all the testing we've done and the content that we've produced and the data that we've seen. I mean, it, it, Gene kind of talked about it. It's the year of the driver with all of the good stuff coming. It's, it's going to be a fun year to uh to get into the gear and see what happens on tour and also with the live component and i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm excited for it yeah i already know it's that hard not, a couple hard not to be it's new gear. oh <laughs> yeah our rb rb's already rb's already like angling to, to get all the new stuff in his back he's he's got a, he's got a few things up his sleeve so um anyway all right let's let's wrap a bow on this edition of fully equipped if you want more gear goodness check out the social channels we are at fully underscore equipped on twitter x whatever you want to call it and at fully equipped golf on instagram thanks all for listening happy new year see you next week